Pull up a chair and buckle up. It's the Original Strength Podcast. Hey guys, it is time for a Q&A with Tim on the podcast. You know what that means? Well, one, it means I have questions to answer, and two, it means I didn't have a guest this week. <laughs> so, let's get to it. Tim, you talk a little bit about diet in your book, but I was wondering if you could do a video about it on a typical day, week, and month of how much and what and when you eat and your training as well. How much walking do you do? How much OS movements do you do? How much regular weight training, if any? And what time of day do you train? In your book, you claim not to be a nutrition expert. Well, okay, but you are obviously doing something right with your diet. You look very healthy. So, what do you do? Um, well, let's talk about the nutrition thing first. Uh, honestly, what, it's not what I do as much as what I don't do anymore. Um, and I may have mentioned this before in another video, but I have decided not to make nutrition my God or my religion. And that decision has been the most freeing thing I've ever done with my nutrition. Uh, in the past, I've tried all kinds of things, um, diets, you know, ways of eating, fasting, everything that has rules though, right? And, you know, don't eat after midnight, don't get wet. No, that's the gremlins, I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, every, every diet or way of eating, whether it's uh, being a vegan, uh, being a raw uh, vegan, uh, I guess it's kind of the same thing, but not because vegans can cook their food and raw vegans don't cook their food. Uh, being a, an omnivore, being with the omnivore's dilemma, um, being a warrior dieter, being an intermittent faster, which they're kind of almost very similar, if not the same thing. Um, one meal a day, two meals a day, three meals a day, uh, six meals a day, body for life, whatever. I've tried it all, um, and I did it well. Uh, and when I say I did it well, it means that I am a, a rule stickler, follower, like, because I want to win, right? So I want to want to win the game, and I, I want to do everything right. And I would play the rules so hard that I made myself completely miserable. Like, like even going out to eat, if, if it wasn't a place that was a healthy place for me to eat, or if they did not have the type of food I was supposed to be eating during that, that season of the diet I was on, I would be completely miserable. And better than that, I made everybody around me completely miserable too, because I was that guy who would not bend because he was willing to break. Um, so, so I let all that go. Uh, I have decided that, and there's, 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 there's logic in this that like if you, if you get twisted in a knot, like have you ever been out or it was say it was time for you to eat or it wasn't time for you to eat or it was time for you to eat, but you didn't have access to what you needed to eat because everybody else that whatever was available was something everybody else had. You're out at a restaurant or whatever, but it just wasn't what you were supposed to be doing. And you get this knot in your sternum and your guts, like something in your middle just gets twisted up. You kind of get angry, you get agitated. Maybe you start to sweat a little bit on your forehead, and why? It's you're getting upset over food, over a meal that you should be enjoying, especially if it's in a social setting with other people. And like, man, so how can you digest food when you feel like that? Well, you can't do it all that well. So I have been trying to learn to let go of all of that and just be happy and thankful um, and enjoy my meals. And so like if... I'm trying not to be a stickler to anything. Like if, if it, I don't care what time it is. If I want to eat, okay, eat. <laughs> um, 
I, I don't I don't want to do fasting rolls 16 and 8, uh, 14 and 10. I, I don't I don't really care. Um, I do try to be sensible. Like, you know, if I get up in the morning and train, okay, well, maybe I want to eat after that. Um, five or six hours later, if I'm hungry, shoot, let's eat. Uh, so, and then, you know, dinner. I love dinner. And honestly, I love eating before I go to bed. Not quite after midnight because I go to bed early, but um, I think the biggest thing I've done is, like I said, is I've let go. And, and the, the benefit of that, though, is, is if I approach a meal with joy or gratitude, or better yet, if I approach a meal guilt-free and not with, without anxiety, well, then I'm already going to be in rest and digest a fa uh, state of my nervous system, which means I'm going to be able to digest the food I'm going to eat um, because I'm not in fight or flight. I'm not work myself up into a fit over what time it is or what I'm supposed to be eating or did I break a rule? Did I break a rule? Bump that. I don't, I don't care about those rules anymore. I like who, who standards, who, who, who makes these standards anyway, what is right for your body? What is right for my body? So what do I eat? You're not going to like this. <laughs> I eat what I want. So and now I'm a big kid. I, I fluctuate every now and then. I feel like I want a bowl of honey nut Cheerios. And I'll have it, and I'll throw pecans on top. I'll put peanut butter uh, powder in it because it makes the milk taste like peanut butter, and I love peanut butter. Um, you know, so I'll I'll have a bowl of cereal, uh, and it's good. Uh, my favorite food that I eat most of the time, like um, on any given day, this could be my lunch um, or my dinner or my no my my bedtime before I get a bed meal. I love taking a almost green banana because I do not like yellow bananas. I don't like the way they smell or the texture, but something about a green banana and peanut butter is magic to me. The texture and the, the firmness, consistency of the of the slightly green banana with the sweet, savory taste of peanut butter is magic. And I eat that almost two to three bananas with a lot of peanut butter every day. Love it. Um, heck, the majority of my calories probably come from bananas and peanut butter. And because I, I, when I say I eat a lot of peanut butter, I actually mean I eat a lot of peanut butter. Um, and then, you know, I love eggs. I will make a breakfast burrito almost every day of the week. Love eggs. I love uh, eating, uh, putting, make, mixing eggs with rice, um, with, with bacon. <laughs> um, basically, though, I eat what I want, but... I, I also, you know, do it within reason, right? So the other thing about food is, is if you don't want to make it a religion, um, but you also want to be aware, for the most part, of just having awareness of your daily habits, right? Because we are an accumulation of our habits, and we're an accumulation of our food as well. So for some things, you know, like like I'll have Cheerios when I want to, but we're kind of honestly really made of what we eat, so. Just being aware of what do you want to be made out of? And, and then, you know, being okay with that. Like, I am okay that I don't mind being made out of dark chocolate <laughs> every now and then. Um, I like it. But again, I, I approach it with gratitude and I have no guilt or shame for it. I, th I think that's the key is just being free from the guilt and shame because that is that is hell. Um, it will, it will, it wrecks you and it's all a lie anyway. It's just all, it means nothing. Um, so... That's honestly, I know it's not, so it doesn't sound healthy, does it? Um, but the, the approach, I think, is what's healthy. Being free um, to not be in a prison over, over food. 
but you do want an awareness of like how much are you eating in a day and um, you want to be active you know you want to move uh, I don't think there's I don't think exercise is the magic bullet to having the body you want as much as having an awareness of an balance it's a balance like how much you eat how much you move um, everything comes together to make the whole right so exercise is not the end-all be-all for for how you look um, movement plays a huge part of it but really it's it's a movement uh, food plays a huge part of it but it is really about balance this probably doesn't actually help or answer your question at all so I can get on to something more concrete um, my movement routine you, you wanted to know what I do currently because I, I, I operate in seasons um, I fluctuate currently my day looks like I get up in the morning um, and I roll around on the floor and rock I press reset uh, and I may do the daily 21s from my discovering you book and I'll do that for about 40 minutes yes I will roll and rock on the floor and just you know do 21 repetitions of things here and there for about 40 minutes because I take my time and I enjoy it it feels good I love starting my day like that after that after that 40 some odd minutes um, of me wallowing all over the floor I will do 10 minutes of some type of crawl. I do a different type of crawl every day for 10 minutes. Um, and then I may uh, carry something for 10 minutes. So I literally do like the stuff I put on the videos, you know, pick two, then carry crawl. I kind of do that stuff. Um, now on the days that I don't do the, the 10 minutes of crawls or carries, I'll also uh, do 10 minutes of calisthenics. And honestly, it depends on the day, like how much time I have. What I really like to do is uh, put little calisthenic workouts like about two to three times throughout the day that last maybe five minutes. So I might do those mini pull-ups I've made a video about. I might do uh, handstand push-ups or dips, you know, uh, 10 to 20 reps depending on how I'm feeling. And I'll, so I'll do like three or four things uh, that maybe they don't even take five minutes and I'll just do those uh, maybe two to three times a day. Um, Again, it takes no time, but I'm getting uh, consistent movement in and, and I'm sprinkling it throughout the day. So I'm not trying to bump everything in one hour in the day. I'm, may, I'm, I'm giving myself activity and movement throughout the day. Uh, and I do take walks. I, I take like two or sometimes three walks a day, depending on the time of year and, and the weather. Um, I am not afraid to walk in the rain, but I do walk a lot less in the rain. But that's 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 really it. I do not. Uh, you you asked if I do weight training. I don't. Uh, at this stage in my life, I have found I don't need to. <laughs> so um, I I really do enjoy feeling good, and I actually get to enjoy. I don't know. It's hard to. I don't want to say this like uh, egotistically, but I've learned that I don't need to lift weights to to look have a certain look. Um, one, I've decided. That really honestly I just want to feel good and looking good is is well that's a great side effect right but kind of like with the food I let go of the rules for exercising and like having to having to do weight training in a certain way certain reps and certain trying to achieve certain weight standards I let all that go and it's so freeing um, and then to be able to explore your own body, your own movements with you, you know, with your own curiosity to find out what, well, what does feel good to you? What does work for you? You know, can, can you build a muscular body with just body weight squats and push-ups? Yes. Yes, you can. Hear me again. Yes. Yes, you can.
And again, it's about balance though. It's like, you know, yeah, uh, what you eat matters a little bit and how you move matters a little bit, but also this, and really this, your heart. Like, what do you believe? What What is your ideal body? Like, have you have you marinated on it? Have you like, do you, do you visualize it? Do you, have you set your, your body map on it? Like, okay, that's what I wanna look like. That's how I wanna feel. So set your internal, your internal navigation uh, ship to that, to, to achieving that. I think that, honestly, I think that helps more than anything because when you have that belief and you know what you want, then your actions and your habits will kind of line up towards that to help you get there. And if you're missing the mark with your actions and your habits, but you still hold on to that belief, at least you can weigh it out and say, am I getting closer? Am I not? Is this working for me? Is it not? And we're all different, right? Like, think about it. Weight training, standards. Um, what, like, everybody, well, okay, I'm going to pause right there. So I have another question. Uh, I had a person write in ask, what do I think about butt wing? Um, that's when your butt folds under when you squat uh, for, for body weight squats or body weight exercises. And then I had another person ask because my posture is a little bit different from other people's. He wanted to know what I thought about uh uh, pelvic tilt, um, posterior pelvic tilt during a squat or a bodyweight squat. It was during a bodyweight squat. So here's what I think. I think different bodies do different things. We all are different. We have different structures and our own structures will determine greatly how we move as well as the information our nervous system gets. So you got two things that determine how you move. You have what your brain's telling your body to do and you have what your structure will allow you to do. And those two things work together to help you express yourself your way. So not everybody moves the same. And that's why you don't see eight foot tall gymnasts and you don't see, well, really you don't see eight foot tall powerlifters that very often either. Most certain bodies lend themselves well to certain uh, activities and movements. And I think everybody knows that, but we don't all know that because when it comes to like, say weight training, you have a person that's maybe four foot eight pulling a deadlift bar up off the floor, that bar is nine inches tall. And then you get a person that say six foot six pulling that same bar that still is nine inches up off the floor. But it's so much more of a challenge on their body because the levers and the leverage is so greatly different. But then how do you, people want to put other people in a box in a standard. So let's, okay, let's go back to butt wing. This is Tim's ramble Q and A. Um, so butt wing, well, so what, what does it matter if the butt folds under when you squat if there's no load on your body? If that's how your body moves, okay. I'm okay with that. You're not in danger. Um, if you have posterior tilt, like maybe your butt sticks out behind you kind of like mine does sometimes, but and you squat, and you, you do you need, does, is that safe? Well, if it's just you and there's no load on your body and your body is freely moving how it wants to and how it's designed to, yeah, I think that's pretty safe. Um, so I don't, I don't stress a lot of those things. Like there's no crawling standard. You know what? Crawl like a baby would. A baby's going to crawl without thinking about crawling with their head up on the horizon so they can see the world. Do that. Like, don't worry about holding your head and your neck in some neutral spine position. That's dumb. You're going to run into walls. Your head is made to be up on the horizon. So it's okay to let go of exercise movement standards when you're just moving and just expressing yourself and exploring what your body can do. Now, if you want to talk about getting in the weight room, you know what? If you may need to follow certain strength training rules to keep yourself safe. But also, things change under load. 
you may find that your posture and your structure are definitely going to change when you put a load on them and it changes the game. So, you know what though, when you're just moving, I don't think you need to stress butt wink and I don't think you need to stress uh, posterior pelvic tilt. If that's how your body wants to express itself, that's, that's great. And then if you get under a load, maybe you move where you can where those, thing, those expressions don't put you in jeopardy. Or maybe you get with a, a really good training coach who understands your body and how it's different and you let him help guide you through through certain movements um, but everything is not one size fits all like there no standard covers every the individuality of every every body every structure uh, and and every nervous system it just doesn't happen so there should be a, you should have your own freedom and ability to move and discover how your body moves uh, and I think that's really where some of the joy of being comes into play. Okay, so some people have asked me, since we're talking about this, um, how's the Systema training going? I am still doing Systema, and I'll be honest, it is so fascinating to me right now. I've made a couple of videos about wrapping movement and breath. I did one on the OS channel and one on my regular channel. Um, and... System is just neat. Uh, I've started uh, training more with uh, getting more lessons. I actually went to class for the first time the other day with with like a group class. Lucky me, it was stick training day. I showed up without a stick. Um, and because it was stick training day, it made me a little bit nervous, but it, it was it was fun. But I, I will tell you, like, so just the idea that you can learn how to let go of all tension and relax and let go of fear um, is, I think it's, it's so awesome. Like, it's so, like, I want, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to feel good, be happy, and not be afraid of anything? No anxiety, no stress, no worries popping up here and there. To learn how to manage that and to have a tool where you can do that is just, it's just neat. Uh, so, so my, uh, my, my session a couple weeks ago, <laughs> it was, I'm going to, I don't know how to say this, but I'll just tell you what happened. It was, all right, so we're going to learn how to take strikes. You're going to learn how to get hit. Uh, and and we really, we're doing it too. One of the reasons we're doing it is so that you can learn about yourself. Like, learn what starts to make you that little that little twist in your gut, in your sternum, like where, where you start to get a little agitated or, or, or fearful. Like, what are your triggers? So it was interesting though, right? So there I am learning how to get hit, and I'm trying to listen to my body. To like, did that make me upset? Does that make me upset? No, that one kind of tickled. Oh no, I felt that one. So it was just, it was just neat. And and what I learned is this was this is interesting. I learned that I can get hit in the face, slapped and or punched. Um, you know, it wasn't hard. He was just, it was like he was trying to find agitation points, right? Uh, to so that I would know about myself. Got hit pretty fairly square, good a couple of times um, that I noticed um, and still remember, and. But it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. So then it makes you wonder, right? Like, so you ever, you remember, like, everybody heard this growing up. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. That is the biggest lie in the world. <laughs> so, so, like, I'm sitting there, like, I'm so amused that I'm getting hit in the face, in the neck, in the chest, in the gut. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this really doesn't bother me at all. Like, I, cause once I check myself, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm certain that I'm, I'm all right right now. This is, this is cool. And then I start thinking, but why, when people say things, does that bother me? Like, I, 
in that moment, I was like, man, I'd rather get hit than, than have to deal with words. Isn't this? So that was interesting. So I'm learning about myself, I guess, is the point. Um, and I'm just sharing with you because, you know, a lot of people have been asking about the Sistema training. I like it. It's neat. Uh, and I'm going to die further in. But it is also neat to learn, like, huh, you know what? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt nearly as long to get hit as when you take things personally and people attack you or you think they're attacking you. Maybe they're not, but you just take it personally. And it's just, man, that's fascinating, right? Like, but, but names sometimes do hurt. <laughs> so, so like I'm getting punched in the face pondering all this stuff. And it's, so I'm learning a lot about myself, I guess is the point. Anyway, uh, that is the Sistema journey so far. I have set up a few more appointments um, and I'm excited. I, I've, I've gotten more books. Um, let Every Breath, I think if you're interested in Sistema, Let Every Breath is a fascinating book. That's a great place to start. Uh, so, you know, it's about learning how to breathe or how, how they breathe in Sistema and how all the wonderful things it can do for your body. Uh, and then I got another book um, by the same writers, uh, Vladimir, and he has an author helping him. And I, I'm, I apologize for not remembering his name. Um, and it, it's uh, Strikes. And honestly, I thought like Let Every Breath was going to be the holy grail of information for Sistema that I wanted to know. I've been pleasantly surprised though that Strikes is so super fascinating that it made me it made me want to go take lessons so somebody could punch me in the face. So, so how, there, how about that? Anyway, guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. If you do have questions um, that you want to talk about or whatever, just feel free to uh, send them my way. Um, you. Most people are dropping them on YouTube. Uh, you can also Tim at OriginalStrength.net. I'll do my best to uh, come up with some answers or just, you know, tell you what I'm doing. Guys, thanks so much for listening. This is the Original Strength Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Now get outside and play.